Greetings, welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Inflow Talk. If there was ever a time, now is a time to touch the vine that is divine. When we think of the power running through us when contact is made, never will we desire to disconnect or be connected but disconnected. Divine ordinance has made it possible, absolutely possible, to be in constant connection. This connection is not a forced, but a chosen with free will. However, you will not be able to gain all that is possible until there is a total surrender which makes it possible for your restoration and transformation. In these moments, we are making preparation to embark on Episode 7 of Season 1 as we delve a little further into the concept of magnitudinal significance in Billionaire I Am Single, I Am One series. It is a delight to be privileged to cover with you the Divine Vine as you seek to put your future in the hands of Him who is all-powerful. It is a guarantee that your future self will thank you tremendously as you pivot to become the person you are intended to be and not one who is controlled under duress. On behalf of the Insoditis, we would like to thank and congratulate you for being serious about living in reality. As you step outside the constructs of fantasy, receiving illumination, edification, and revelation while being positioned for a justified transformation. It is time to gather around as we come in one mind with your host, Kareem Ainsley, as you are guided under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. As we cover Divine Vine, we will remain cognizant that knowing what and how to connect will allow us access to power that is within as the potential becomes actualized. As we worship in this ministry, you will be able to recalibrate to the ideal intended for you to actualize the perfection and your most idyllic destiny. Once again, it is time to gather all the kings, queens, princes, princesses, empresses, and emperors as we step closer into the future. But before we step any further into the divine vine, let us engage in introspection to decide where we are in order to mentally align towards the desired end. Ask yourself the questions. Am I the person who don't know and don't know that I don't know? If so, you are innocent. We will nurture you. Am I the person who don't know but is willing to know? If so, you are a student. We will teach you. Am I the person who don't know but think that I know? If so, you are dangerous and you already know what to do. Or am I the person who knows but don't know that I know? 
If so, you are eluded by the dilemmas of your own illusions. You are asleep and we will wake you. Then there are those who know and know that they know. They are the Kanashenti. Listen to them. And this is where your host will serve you. Let us at this time in reverence initiate a connection. As your people are gathered around today, they desire a blessing, restoration, rectification, rejuvenation, redirection, and recalibration. May your spirit walk in the midst of this ministry as that which is applicable be allowed to touch and transform their lives as they prepare to elevate to your ideal. Allow your Holy Spirit to speak through your host as your people are strategically aligned for the receiving of illumination, edification, and revelation while being positioned for a justified transformation. Give us that which we need for now as we connect to the vine in anticipation of eternity. Give us the spiritual fortitude to navigate the challenges as we open our lives totally to you. We appreciate and accept the peace that passeth all understanding. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Divine Vine uh, Last time while we were discussing, we realized that we can be connected but disconnected. We establish that we were designed to have a desire to worship and that worship translates and directs us to desire to be connected. Depending on that which we are connected, it can enable us enlarge our territories, guide us on the path of righteousness, or it can desecrate us, destroy us and humiliate us while eternally leading to our death and damnation. However, based on what we have discussed so far, we realize that the vine that we need to be connected to is that of the originator. If we are connected to the originator, it increases the probability of us experiencing life as intended. Would you like to know that you lived your life and you lived it wrong? That there would be just a tragedy. Making you an addition to the statistics of human depravity. But there is hope. There is the hope in connecting to the true and living vine. The vine of the originator through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. While you travel on this journey of life, Remember that your life and reality is now in your state of consciousness. You should seek every moment to liberate yourself in making plans for the moments that are to come. Life should be lived from the end to the beginning. We have a limited amount of hours to exist in this form with authority here on earth. At a particular time, each individual's time may be different, we will expire. While we're in the state of consciousness, let us fill it with exceptional content so we can embrace a fulfilled experience in this realm of life's brevity.
at the end of the day, we are all going to die. And despite that, you are fearfully and wonderfully made as a reflection of the intentionality of the Creator. To protect the complexity and ultimate capability of the human mind, there needed to be a manual in determining and in outlining its sacred use. As we will realize that other organisms have a brain, but none have a mind to the degree comparable to the human's operation. There is none else who exists here on earth in the physical state who can coordinate, plan, think, or even create to the most minutest degree of the essential human operation. It is a mind that has designed and produced all that we have on this earth we so enjoy with the elements that were already here. You see, the separation of humans from other animals is based on the operation of the mind and the process of development. Animals operate primarily on the principle of instinct, while human beings possess instinctive capability, however, they operate on cognitive reasoning. This is a power far more complicated than just embedded data. As human beings, we have been afforded a privilege to think and develop, coordinating on logics based on the spirit within us. Despite our discoveries of the subatomic particles, the DNA, outer space, inner space, the dark hole, among all the marvels that the world has made possible, if we were equal to any other animal which we were commanded to have dominion over, then everything would have been impossible. But based on our discovery so far, these represent a tiny fraction of the wondrous work of God, the Creator, our Originator. Job 32 and verse 8 says, But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Yes, indeed there is a spirit in man, and man not a spirit. The Spirit of God is in man. For that reason we were reminded that God breathed into the man, and the man became a living soul. Man possesses a spirit called the spirit in man. It does not mean that the spirit is immortal. The spirit in the first place does not even belong to the man, as it is for the originator. So when one dies, the spirit returns to him while the man sleeps knowing not and able to do nothing. Because of sin, we were promised death. As we read in Romans 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This passage is indicating that the man has been scheduled to death because of sin. This sin established in the Garden of Eden. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7 says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Putting it simply, we realize that upon being dead, the spirit of man rests and does not wander the earth or exist in turmoil. Men do not possess souls, they are souls. In order for God to have an 
intimate connection with his creation, there needs to be a line of connection, a line in which information could be uploaded and downloaded respectively without interference, interception, or even adulteration. This exists in the Spirit of God connecting with the Spirit of man. For this reason, the creation of man during the biblical account was so precisely engineered. It was the Lord who gave the spirit of man to man. The Creator has envisioned His created having a direct mode by which the spirit of man could communicate directly with God. Contrary to what some religion believe that you have to go through a religious official, the leader, the priest, in order for God to hear your cries, that is a fallacy. The Bible teaches nothing of that nature. In fact, the Bible warns against such. The Creator had envisioned His created having a direct mode of connection and communication. However, the intervention of sin marred such an outlook. The Lord is the one who designed, fashioned, created, and presented the spirit of man to every individual human being. As human beings, we tend to communicate in two realms, one being the physical, our feelings, and the other being the spiritual, the principles. But many will fail to comprehend the things of the Spirit, as spiritual things are spiritual discern, and will only seek to look at that which is physical, which they can see. And that is what happened when the eyes of the woman, the eyes of man, had been opened in the Garden of Eden. They were now focused on the physical as they were disconnected in part from the spiritual. And that is why there is this yearning, this longing, this desire to be reconnected. But yet this reconnection is misguided by things of the physical. The gap of the spiritual needs to be bridged in order for man to be elevated to a higher state of consciousness. It takes a spiritual individual to discern things of the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 11 says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save uh, the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So we see that there is a spirit of man and there is also a spirit of God. These two are separate entities. In understanding that, they are different and distinguishable. Human knowledge is synonymous with the things of man, which is acquired because God gave humanity a spirit. Things of God can only be acquired by the Spirit of God. This is only manifested by the indwelling of the Spirit of God in converted minds, a capacity that animals lack. It brings us to the point that we should not consider human beings, mankind, humanity as animals. This is a ploy the scientific community use to try to present to us the idea of evolution. 
This is in error and contradictory to what the Bible teaches and what the reality is. A better take on the matter would be to say that humanity has devolved, which would be a more accurate statement. The spirit of man was given from conception to allow humans to acquire, retain, and execute learning. The spirit of man does not exist in the animal, not one bit. Without the expression of this spirit in man, we as human beings would be considered to be likened unto the animals of the field, the sea, and the fowls of the air. The spirit of God comes to man by acceptance, repentance, and baptism. Without this spirit, the man remains incomplete. In natural terms, when one becomes converted, they accept and agree that they are willing to surrender and submit totally their being in the hands of their Maker. Your spirit is included in that surrender as well, which is God's. There is a character-building process at work in a converted mind and involves human spirit. We are admonished to have the fruit of the Spirit, for without it there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 reminds us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It is so important to note that at the end of life, the spirit of man is preserved in a complete state with a detail of all the transcript of the life experience. Your character and morality all will be permanently recorded. Hence, there is a need for us to ensure that our spirit under the authority of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ remains blameless and is circumspect. Our eyes should be enlightened as our mind is cognizant of another lurking spirit that exists. It is a spirit of the devil. The devil is a spirit who possesses the power to influence humanity to disobedience. Today you have a choice to choose whether you want to have the spirit of God, the spirit of man, or the spirit of the devil. The spirit that we suggest that you have is to give up the spirit of man and rest ashore as you reach out towards the spirit of God. A story is told of a group of religious people who were in a land that was experiencing a drought. They gathered together and for days upon days they were praying, they were fasting. This was going on perpetually without avail. There was no rain. Some days later in the session, a little boy joined them and he began praying. Within moments, the skies became overcast and it eventually started to rain. You may ask, what was the difference between everyone else's prayer and the little boy? The truth be told, the only thing that was different 
little boy was the only one with an umbrella. The moral of the story is that sometimes we ask the Lord, ask our God for things, but yet we are not prepared to receive them. And that there presents a challenge for us to receive that which the Lord has in store for us. The hand of God is revealed by his acts. However, the mind of God indicates his ways. In understanding the ways of God, it aids in intimacy development. And just in case you have not yet realized that the God that we serve is a God desirous of engaging in intimacy with each and every one. However, he will not force himself upon anyone, so you must freely accept for him to be received unto you. Many are the plans in a man's life, but despite man's plan, God's purpose will prevail. Everything that we have has been given a purpose. If the purpose for something is unknown, the likelihood of it being abused increases. So too, there is also a purpose for prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. It means that everyone has been given access and it should be utilized. Prayer is not a moment. Prayer is a lifestyle. It means that we should pray if we want to live the life that God intends for us to live. It is similar to saying, that you should cease to breathe and see how long you live. So too is a purr. You have to be consistently in purr. Not just praying in the morning, then praying at night, or praying in the middle of the day, praying seven times. That is not what it is all about. It is about a lifestyle of purr. It is prayer which gave a power to Jesus Christ in his ministry, in casting out demons, raising the dead to life, healing the sick, turning water into wine, it was Pur who gave him that power. Because in the natural, in the physical, in the feeling state, he is not able to access that capacity. Not because the capacity doesn't exist, but because the connection to allow the potential to be actualized is not there. That is why he has to be consistently in prayer. And even Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God, was willing to pray in order to communicate with his Father. So too, we as human beings need to be praying to stay in constant connection and communication with the realm of heaven, the spiritual realm the realm from which all things that are manifested on earth is derived. Like everything else, a prayer has its birth. If we turn our attention to Genesis 1 and verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the fishes of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God's words became law when spoken. It is important to know that the man was made to have dominion, hence the reason for using let them have dominion. The word them does not refer 
to them who created man. It refers to man who was created. Them equal man, which equals mankind. First, God created the body of the man, and then he placed the spirit within the man. Human, translated as dirt man, meets spirit. So when the dirt and the spirit come together, it creates a human being. So yes, all of us were derived from the dirt. It is only the spirit of God that allows us to have life. The integration of physical and spiritual generates human. Your body is humus, which means dirt, and man because you are a spirit. It was this creation that was given dominion over the earth. It means that the only creatures, the only creation that have legal authority to operate on this earth is mankind. This brings to the forefront the operation of the spirit without a body on earth, which is illegal. In order for the devil to operate legally on earth, outside of influencing people, he needs a body to access. He needs a body to control, to give him legal authority to move about. The devil in his form is a spirit, and without legal authority or a body, then he has no real power in operating. Bodies are made available for him when we subject and submit to his will. People become a demon possessed when they open the avenues of the soul and allow the intruder to linger. God too is a spirit as we know how he operates. He operates with integrity and within reason. In order for God to have intervened on earth, there has to be a body made available for him. So for this reason, when Eve was in the garden having a conversation with the serpent and about to take the fruit, he could have intervened, but he did not intervene, as he is spirit. Had this intervention been done, the word spoken by the Creator would have been nullified, and he could never again be trusted. Lucifer, the fallen, knew that in order to conduct business on earth, a body would have needed to be utilized. Hence, he borrowed the body of the serpent and beguiled the woman. It was for this reason, when Adam and Eve had fallen, God said that he would come and save them, which could only be done with a body. Genesis 3 and verse 15 states to us, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This statement, when expanded over history, reveals to us that God was saying the same woman that you, the serpent, use to curse and create the fall of humanity would be the same woman who would allow him to enter into the world for the bruising of Satan's head. That was a promise given and a promise kept. Before time, it was prophesied in Isaiah 7 and verse 14 that the virgin would conceive and bear a son who would be called Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel means God with us. It is God inside man. Im, in. Man, mankind. El, Elohim. It is important for us to enjoy and bask in the gravity of this situation. What was meant for evil was then used for good. So in order for Emmanuel to come into being, what had to happen? God went to Mary, who was highly favored, to borrow her womb, to make a legal entry. 38 says, Luke 1 and verse 38 says, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The word was spoken, and then the word became flesh. The blood of the child was never allowed to mix with the blood of the mother. The child embedded in the womb by the word of God was uncorrupted. For this reason, his blood cleansed. It so happened that Mary got saved by the blood she was carrying. Hallelujah. Mary was to call the child Jesus. Mary's purpose was to incubate the body until it was time to release the child into the world. The child was born, but the son was not. It was God who gave the Son to occupy the body. The Son was already in existence before the inception of time. Mary facilitated the body or the house, but God manifested the spirit and the occupant. This makes Mary the mother of Jesus but not of Christ. Jesus is the body but Christ is God. They both worked collaboratively, but it was Jesus who made Christ legal. It was divinity clothed in humanity. It was for this reason that Jesus could pray on earth. God needed humans in order to step into the earthly matters. You see, prayer has a purpose and significance. Prayer is a medium by which God receives requests from man to intervene in earthly affairs. This is necessary for his work to move forward. Everything that has been done on earth since dominion was given to man was due to human intercession allowing God's intervention. Humanity is utilized in the work of God as we are needed according to his word. It's not because of the purity of man, but the cleansing power of God. The Lord is always willing and ready to forgive because you are needed in his work. Yes, that same work that you were created to do that same destiny you were created to fulfill. And we have seen time and time again where prayer was used to intervene in matters on earth. Out of respect for humanity, God consults with his people before making actions. During the consideration of earth, a cleansing consultation was made with Noah. It was agreed, justified, and it was so we had the flood. Before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham was consulted and acted as a mediator for the people. However, based on the agreement, it had to be destroyed. God heard the cries of the people who were in bondage in Egypt, and he went to deliver them. 
but he went to Moses requesting the activation of the purpose and the people were delivered. Prayer is a necessity for supernatural interference. Prayer is so vital that it gives humans access to the kingdom and authority. We could not have been able to in the natural. There exists a mirroring relationship between heaven and earth through prayer. These things are core fundamental pillows that we need to grasp so we can receive the blessings that God has in store for us. Your body is important that when it expires, you too have expired and have no more authority on this earth. The body is also important to God. Hence, a restorative program of healing is made available to prevent or reduce premature expiration, which can only be accessed through prayer. Sometimes people go through difficult situations. It is because of spiritual bondage that needs to be released in the realm of the spiritual. For that reason, the medication that they may be given in the physical will do them no good. When the time of Jesus had come to its end and he was crucified, Jesus died, he gave up his life, but Christ lived perpetually. Expired on the cross was Jesus as displayed with the blood and water mixture gushing from his pierced side. Christ still exists even when Jesus' life was laid down. This was so because that portion of Jesus' work was done. The Spirit of Christ left and went to handle some business. During the resting of Jesus' body, Christ secured the keys to hell and death. When the work was over, the reuniting of Christ with Jesus produced the risen Jesus Christ. Acts 13 and verse 37 says, Whom God raised again saw no corruption. Prayer is getting you prepared to do God's will and not preparing you to do your own will. It serves as the only way to release the power and authority that has been concealed within you. Perspectives beyond mortal comprehension are activated with exponential and instantaneous response. It is enwrapped with the power to unlock the gates of heaven and close the gates of hell, shattering and intercepting barriers from you receiving your blessings. The manifestation of the power and authority will only come through practice. It nullifies distance, increases proximity and intimacy. The impossible becomes possible and control over the spiritual is gained. What better realm is there to operate in? If you could choose between operating in the physical or the spiritual, where would you desire to operate? In the spiritual, things which appear impossible becomes possible and is manifested in the physical. In the physical, only that which is seen exists and nothing else can come except that which is seen. I would choose to exist in the spiritual which connects me towards the physical and keeps me close and grounded to the will of God. The vine is divine and with connection to this divine vine, true prayer, it brings benefit. The time is now. Stop wondering when God is going to step in and request intervention. How else would he be authorized? 
Use the power given to regulate the outcomes. If you don't have an initiative, then you lack the fundamental principle. Ephesians 3 and verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. The reason you should pray is that God answers prayer, and he needs your request to activate that which is required. Requests cannot be answered until they have been submitted. As powerful as God is, he will not interfere unless requested. All things are possible once it is presented. Though it can be done, most things only become possible through Christ who is waiting to show you great and mighty things. Whatever good thing you ask, it shall not be withheld from you. Your blessing will never be held hostage. Though prayer is one of the most powerful keys to the kingdom, many persons are hesitant to harness the celestial power to transmit their spiritual requests. Prayer will elevate from the earth, slipping through the atmosphere, from the terrestrial into the celestial. The message is delivered directly to the intended creator in the third heaven. It is likened to taking air through time and space and back, which is delicately precise without interference or message interception or corruption, even without the technical comprehension of movement through the troposphere, stratosphere, and the other interconnecting relays, finding the third heaven which is the throne of God. Prior, the comfort inducer, disease curer, restoration, healing, renewal, victory, unity, harmony, impossibility converter, giant defeater, sea divider, mountain mover, rain of fire, furnace quencher, these are some of the powers manifested through prayer. God is as close as your next prayer. He cannot and will not fail you. If you need discernment to make critical decision, need peace in your mind, need things you did not build, vineyards you did not plant, whatever it is that is needed, just ask. You have not because you ask not. This is so because you have received the authority of his name, the power of his word, and the sanctity of his blood. There are seven basic fundamentals to be considered when engaging in prayer. Taken from the book of Billionaire, I am single, I am one. Paradigm shifting perspective from the king's son. However, I'm going to leave you with the five that I think are important for your prayer. The first thing is abiding outside of the will of God will hinder your prayer. You can't be doing one thing, going against the will of God, and then praying to God for His will to be done in your life. That is going outside the will of God. The second thing, in having your prayer answered, you must ask with the appropriate motivation. 
You should not go and ask for a bigger house, not because you don't need the extra space, but because you want to impress your neighbors, you want to keep up with someone else, you want to put your hat where you can't reach it. That is not how per works. You must have the right motive. If your per does not have the right motive, they will not be answered. Number three, self-serving per will not be answered in the way that you expect. Most times people pray, they pray for things. They are never thankful for anything. They just want, they want, like they are a siren. We don't want to have our prayers in that direction. You need to think about others. How will God blessing you allow you to bless other persons? That is how we should think about prayers. The fourth thing that we want to make mention is, if you lack faith that which is needed to secure the work of the word, ask that your faith is strengthened. Per work with faith as its catapult. If you pray for something and you don't believe that you'll have it, then there's a high probability you will not get it because you're praying with a spirit of doubt. And the spirit of doubt comes from the devil. More on that when reading the manual. The fifth thing that I want to leave with you is that only those who are desirous of having a relationship with God will he reveal himself. So if you want a sugar daddy kind of relationship, then I think that you're looking for God in the wrong dimension. If you don't want a personalized relationship, then he will not reveal himself to you in a personal manner. So don't watch other person's blessing. Just enjoy that which the God of the universe has made available for you. There is power in prayer. The vine is divine. Stay connected. This is indeed an excellent note to end. Thanks for listening and spending some time with us on Angelo Talk as we continue our dissection of the concepts in the book. Billionaire, I am single, I am one. Paradigm shifting perspectives from the king's son. If you have not yet gotten your copy, feel free to pick it up from any major bookstore. Until next time, when we will cover Bad Company. Be blessed and share your listening blessings. This is your host, Kareem Ainsley, signing out from The Divine Vine. Peace, love, respect. If you would like to share your comments or concerns, you can always feel free to leave a voice message on the Anchor app or depend on which platform you're listening this recording, you may be able to leave your comments in the comments section of the description. For direct email communication, send the same to a-i-n-s-l-e-y-k at a-n-d-r-e-w-s dot e-d-u that is ainsleyk at andrews dot e-d-u If you'd like a contact number or to be added to our mailing list, send us an email and the reply will contain all the requested details and handle information. Feel free to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Kareem Ains, that is K-A-R-E-E-M-A-I-N-S. For those who have been moved by the Spirit of God to support this ministry, you can do so by listening, liking, sharing, commenting. 
Financial contributions can also be made in the Anchor app. However, if you'd like to do a direct transfer, you can send the same to our Zelle account at a-I-N-S-L-E-Y-K at andrews.edu or you can use our PayPal handle at paypal.me slash Kareem Ames that is paypal.me slash K-A-R-E-E-M-A-I-N-S Thanks for your time and support. Until next time when we unite in spirit. Thank <laughs> you.